Are you having sex? Well, I play Pokemon Go, and well, no would have sufficed. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Game On, a podcast about gaming and other geek culture topics from a queer perspective. I am your host, Mark Waters, and with us is Stephen H. Garcia. That's your de facto, right? Yes. That's the one you're going to be doing from now on? Uh, every so often. Okay. Every so often? You just did it two weeks in a row. Yes. Oh. You can't lock him into one intro, Mark. Thank you, third, <laughs> third co-host, Adam. Hi, friends. <laughs> and fourth co-host, Ray. That's me. I love saying that. Fourth co-host, Ray. It's very exciting. Uh, we got the lesbian, everyone. I like being the fourth co-host over there. <laughs> All right, so, boy, have we got a lot to talk about. Oh, so much. <laughs> oh, my. Servers are crashing everywhere. <laughs> but first, let's talk about what we're currently playing. Press start to play. I'll go first. So, I just got back from a vacation in Sacramento, mm-hmm. a week-long vacation, and I did get some new gaming in there. I got too bored with Dead Island. Could not... Stand the thought of coming back to play it. I guess it'll be one of those things where I feel like watching a horror movie, but don't actually feel like watching one, uh-huh. playing one instead. So I'll save it. It's not like the gameplay is hard to forget, you know, unlike Devil May Cry, where you've got like <laughs> yeah, four combos. different types of weapons and all the. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> I love that game. Right. <laughs> so at my brother's, I started playing Walking Dead Season 2. Oh, yes. Yes, which is the continuing story of the little girl Clementine that you save when you're Lee. Oh. Yes, and now you are playing Clementine, and she's probably like 12 or 13, I would imagine. Maybe mm-hmm. 14. And, um, Is she a badass? Well, yeah, you, you do have to make really tough decisions. There's a, I only played the first chapter, but you have to stitch up your own wound at Jeez. one point. She's attacked by a dog. Mm-hmm. But then she meets a group of people that are like, She got bit! Put her in the shed! And so she escapes from the shed and sneaks into their house and steals medical supplies so that she can clean up her own wound and you have to stitch your own wound. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of gross. Pretty gruesome, yeah. Um, but I, like I said, I only played the first chapter and I was going to take it home anyway. So when I got home uh, just last night, this is a beautiful Sunday morning, um, I didn't feel like replaying the first chapter again. So I decided to wait and I put in Uncharted 3. That Steven loaned me. Which you ha- you hadn't started yet. I hadn't, no. And this is one of those rare games where I've actually played them in order that they came out. Uh-huh. Like when you gave, when Adam gave me all the Unchar- uh, the uh, Assassin's Creeds, I guess I... Did I start from the beginning or did I have to go no, back and I play an old one? I think you started with two. I started with two, but I still haven't played one, so... Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, so I'm enjoying that. It's still early on in the game. Uh, for anybody who's played it, I'm at the point where the two teams split up, mm. and you're at the French Chateau, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, it's fun. It still has a little more fighting, but I gotta say, so there's um, some of the moves that you probably saw, um, where you can hide behind things and pull people down or attack people around corners. They introduce that gameplay in this game, and it's not easy to remember, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Luckily, they do give you hints. As you're playing. Have you gotten you know? to any of the flashback scenes yet? Yeah, you play a full one when he first meets Sully. Mm, mm-hmm. And so, yes. Yeah, so I remember that you like Daddy Sully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the mustache. Yes. You know, the younger Sully. Yes. Hot. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and his, he has a companion who's like, um, 
Who's the who played the queen? Who's the actress that played the queen? Um, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Yeah. So you have like cheap Helen Mirren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's not really Helen Mirren. She's, but not, she's like she's not the dame Helen. No, Mirren. <laughs> but she's like bargain basement Helen Mirren. Yeah. Meaning it's not Helen Mirren, but it's some actress that kind of looks like her that is British. Right. <laughs> so, so that's what I played. Even this morning before you guys came over, hey. that's what I'm currently playing. Good. Adam. Well, I have two games. First one I'll talk about is a mobile game called Tap My Katamari. I don't know if anybody I, ever played what? Katamari. I did. Damasi. Is that the one where you're rolling? Yeah, you yeah, roll we, up the ball bigger I, and bigger. We talked about it a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's a new game. It actually just came out last week, I think, for uh, mobile devices called Tap My Katamari. It's not quite the same as... You're, it's not really the same. It's a side-scroller, and you just do a lot of tapping and collect coins and... Then have all your cousins like float around and give you more money and that kind of stuff. So, is it any good? It's pretty fun. It's pretty addicting. But I, I don't know how, how long I'll be playing with it because it's pretty simple. I get really bored with games that you just do the same thing yeah. over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I never actually played it, but I did. I was curious, you know, many moons ago when you talked about it mm-hmm. and I looked at it on YouTube. And I was like, that's all there is to this? You just roll around and yeah. you collect benches and giraffes right. and ships well you start with thumbtacks and paper clips and then all of a sudden you're by the end you're collecting islands and clouds and rainbows (laughs) it's crazy plus like it's so psychedelic and the music is weird and the dialogue is weird and the characters are weird and it's just it's uh it's pretty fun but the the new one i would i would say if you like katamari get it check it out play it for a little while but i yeah i i don't see it being a long-term and what's the second game? The second game is called Gone Home. So this is one of the free uh, game, free downloads from PS Plus. I think from June, mm-hmm. and it's a newer game. A newer game. I think it maybe came out last year. Yeah, it's um, about a year old. Uh, but it's it's very interesting because there's no characters in the game besides yourself. So you play as you play as. Mean, well, meaning you don't interact with anyone else. Meaning there's no... Yeah, so so the, the whole point is you are a, a woman who's early 20s. She's just spent a year kind of traveling in Europe. Uh, <clears throat> comes home. Right. To her family house. Nobody's there. And you're sort of now trying to figure out where everyone is, what's going on, and what the story is. And so as you investigate the house and pick up items and read letters and mm. find secret passageways and you get... You, you get story about you know the history of the house and what's going on with your family, your parents, and then your also your sister, your so, younger sister in particular. Yeah, so it's a fascinating look. It's a fascinating new <laughs> sort of way of storytelling in video games. I think where you piece the story together on your own without having anyone like narrating or anyone telling you. Well, Mist, the first Mist game is a lot like that. So I I I adore games like this. Uh-huh. But but the. The one thing that I really wanted to talk about is that as you sort of piece together these clues, the main story unravels, which actually ends up being a lesbian coming out story. Yes. So. Well, now I gotta go get this yeah, game. Pretty, I was hoping we very, would discuss this. I guess that's kind of spoilerish, <clears throat> but it's a short game, and it's really yeah, is you can very play significant. It in a night. Um, but yeah, I mean that's the way that it's handled is is really well done. Um, because it's, 
I guess it's spoilery, but anyone who's gay would kind of see it coming from a mile away anyway, mm-hmm. I think, or anyone who's looking at it from a queer lens mm-hmm. would sort of see it coming. But, um, yeah, you just, uh, you piece together all these things about your little sister's situation, and it's, it's, uh, I, a lot of pieces of the story resonated with my own coming out experience in ways, and, um, it was just sort of an interesting thing that you weren't really expecting the game to be, you know, because it seems like it's going to be maybe like a haunted house type of scenario. And then mm. it ends up being like a more human story. Um, so definitely not like a lot of replay value. But yeah, because the house is very big. <clears throat> yeah. Very dark. <laughs> and you, there's like Ouija boards and they think there's a poltergeist. And yeah, right. That's like a weird side story yeah. that doesn't really pan so out. So they kind yeah. of like try to... Like, make you think it's going to be one thing, and then they're yes. like, oh, JK, it's mm-hmm. just right. this. Yeah. Lesbian story right. wrapped up in a ghost Hooked story. Guys. Just kidding, lesbians. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess we're kind of going around. So, Ray, you want to go next? Sure. Okay. Um, I've been stuck on this one scene in Uncharted 2 for two, three weeks. Oh. And I cannot get through it, and I'm at the point where I'm almost about to pull out a guide because I just cannot figure it oh, out. Oh, so you haven't gone online to look up... Uh... No, I don't like guides. Well, yeah, but there are specific... No, There are I websites know. that you can look up specifically no, I that... No, and I'm, I'm about to, like... <laughs> I just... I like figuring things out by myself, but yeah. I just, like... I. Every which way I go, I keep dying. And well, I'm just like, I cannot. I'm just... Yes. If you push up on the arrow buttons, it will give you a hint. I know, but it just doesn't work all the time. Is, is, uh, it, because, is it because of there's too many enemies that like sort of... No, it's like I'm in the temple. Like I just beat the goat man dude and I got in the temple and he's like, oh, how much you want to bet I have to climb up there? <laughs> and then you're like trying to climb up there and I'm just like, what am I missing? I think I like uh... turned the wrong way or something. I'm like, what am I missing here? Because obviously I'm missing something. So. Okay. I'm still playing that, and I'm playing other... But right now, I'm more focused on another game that we'll play. I think that might be the game where you have to... Or that might be the area where you're in a large temple... Yeah. And you have to twist mirrors around to... Yeah, it's something... I just, like... There was, like, gears, and I got on the gears, and then I'm, like, I can't go any... I'm, like, in, like, a dead end, and, like, because I, like turned off the game and I saved it there like when I turned it back on I'm still in this dead end and I'm just like oh yeah <laughs> so I can't like I'm like trying to figure out how to like get out of this dead end to like go back or something I might like I don't like restarting like the section but at the same time I might I just might have to I'm really stubborn I don't like help and I don't like yeah. restarting mm. but well what's a good time frame to wait before going online like for me I'm immediate I'm like I had a, when I was doing uh, New Vegas, I had a website up on my iPad continuously just so I could look up questions and stuff like that. I'm not above using guides. See, it depends. I understand where you're coming from. I'm just like a really stubborn person. I like figuring (laughs) stuff out by myself. So when I can't, I get frustrated and then I turn off the game and like, I'll come back to it later and I'll have like a new mind and, but the fact that I'm stuck in this like dead end corner Mm. and I'm just like, (sighs) Fine. So I think to, later today I'll probably go home and like, just reset yeah, the. Yeah. I'm kind of like that. For, after like ten times, I'm like, oh, okay, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> but you, but that's probably one of those situations where this the solution is right there, and as soon as you see it, you're like, 
Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I keep like not wanting to do it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I say it's been like two weeks since I've been stuck on this level, but I also work two jobs. So it's not like I'm playing like every single day for hours on end. I get it. I get it. But like when I do play, I'm just like. I try to jump this way and I die. And I try to jump this way and I die. And I'm just like, Ugh. Well, and it's also very possible that you can get up, that you are supposed to get up there eventually, just not right then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you do have to get back down. Exactly. Before, anyway. So, mm-hmm. oh, that is so frustrating. It's frustrating. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll probably play later. Like, I have to go help my fiance do some stuff at her job. Yeah. And then when I get home, I'll probably play again. But Do you ever, how do you express your frustration to her? Just, do you, not to her or at her, but just <laughs> around her. Like, do you go like, ah, and she goes, what? She doesn't usually watch me play video games because she doesn't know what's going on. Well, but you're in the same space. No, I know. She's usually on her computer doing her own thing and I'm playing video games. And then if I get frustrated and she's like, you okay? I'm like, no. And then I tell her why. She's like, I'm sorry, I can't help. And then we move on in our lives. Have you guys ever thrown a controller? No, because we only have two and one of them is like, it's like a wireless battery powered one and it's being like all finicky and like will move you without you touching anything and yeah. so we need to get a new one. So I, right yeah, mine is the same way. I have to get a new one but it's like, oh, PS4 controllers are so expensive. They are expensive. PS3 oh, controllers are expensive. They are. I even rebuilt ones. Yeah. I will admit that Marvel Puzzle Quest has gotten me so upset that I have screamed into a pillow. <laughs> And I have beat the mattress. Because it cheats. Uh, it does. <laughs> I downloaded that game and I played it for all of a day. Yeah. And I was like, I can't even. It's not everyone's cup of tea. If you're not a huge, if you're not a Marvel fan, which I'm not a huge Marvel fan. If I were, I'd probably be playing the playing the one that, that Steven plays. Oh, Future Fight? Probably. So I'm like a marginal I one. I downloaded yeah. both of them and I played them for both like a day. And Did you know like, that your monkey one now costs three bucks? Does it? Yes, it's no longer free. Oh, I didn't know that. I almost paid for it, but then I was like, I'm not going to be... I was in Sacramento, so Does I was like, I'm really? not... Yeah. That's crazy. Well, <laughs> all right. So, Stephen, what are you currently playing? So I went back and started Bloodborne. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've been enjoying your posts on Facebook about and this. And I beat it. Ooh, <laughs> how long did. did it take you to beat it? Uh, when did we record last? About two weeks ago, right? So I started a little bit after that. Good God, you must have been playing it a lot. Yeah. Do you have a life? (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually extremely busy too. Yeah. Did you pick up like every note? Did you follow the story? The notes, half of them are like, what? Yeah, it's a Um, very strange game. It's kind of funny because I just went on YouTube and someone's like, I'll explain the story. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Yes. Um, There's one scene that freaked me the fuck out. Where you play, you wait on a on a like a balcony, and you have to time it right. Where you end up in some kind of like a sunset area where you're, it's you're waiting in a shallow pool of water, and you have to attack like this big pregnant fucking spider or something, and all these little spiders come oh, out at you. Oh, where you end up in like the weird misty area. Right. Yeah, that fight was, oh, was it hard. Misty? Yes. That's the that's the thing that sticks out to me the most was like this is a gruesome everything else was like fighting on roofs and mm-hmm. but that this one was like you jump into the ocean but the ocean has a little portal and you end up in this like weird dimension where it's like all water and mist but this crazy bug thing yeah. that like it makes spiders come out 
like giant spiders. <laughs> and each spider is super strong. Mm. Spiders yeah. normally don't bother me, but you send a lot of them yeah. at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, the and they do like this like pouncy hop thing. You're like, whoa! Mm. It's like eight-legged freaks all of a yeah. sudden, if you've ever seen that movie. Yeah. So, okay, because this is a game we've talked about on the podcast before that it both is. Steven and I tried and sort of like gave up on at the first level because like, it was five like minutes. Right, because it's hard to get through. But, so... Do you think after the first boss or the first level becomes more manageable? So about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at what point did this become a fun game for you? When I realized that like you when you collect when you kill things you collect these blood echoes. Mm-hmm. It's like money. Yes. Um you could go back into the hunter's dream and like level up your equipment. Right. So you could keep farming the echoes and going back to the thing and then become stronger and stronger and stronger. And you need to do that in order to beat yeah. the preacher who's uh, the first. Battle. No, there's actually a two. Depends on which way you go. <sighs> oh. right. Yeah, there's one called the cleric beast, which is this giant demon thing on the bridge. Yes. Or the the preacher guy. Right. That's who in the graveyard. Was way harder than the beast. Oh <laughs> my. Because the, the preacher guy like runs and does all this crazy stuff with guns and things. Yeah. Like whoa. Yeah. But every every person you beat in there has a very complicated backstory. Yeah. The story like once you get into the story like. It's fucked up. It's like there was a church that like purposely infected the town, and then the church split into two factions, and then mm-hmm. those split into other ones. Wow. Did you go up to any of the windows to have conversations? With yeah, people? everyone's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, nobody. Who would want to leave your house if if you got yeah. there? Well, some of them were like, "Ha ha, you're outside, dumb fool." Uh. <laughs> um, but there's a couple people both there are there. They're like, "Everyone's dead. I'm just gonna kill myself." Good luck with that. Bye. <laughs> or, or they do want you to go do missions. Not really. Yeah. Well, there's like one that... Like a girl, right? She pretty much is like, don't go to this area because that's my turf. So you go to that area. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and then like you help her in a fight and then you see... I'm still in the middle of that one. Oh. Because she gives... Like once you finish that quest, she gives you like a really badass weapon. Oh. See? Nice. That's the reason why you yeah. So uh, I beat the game and then it immediately restarted from the beginning. Uh, oh. but with all your weapons and right. stats. Um, but the game got harder. Right, of course. Of course. All right, so like um, a new game plus. Yeah. yeah. But then I got the, the DLC, so uh, I guess halfway through the game, the newer areas start opening up. Oh, oh cool. Uh, but I'm flying through it like really fast. Now that you're badass, you yeah. know what you're doing. I have this giant like buster sword <laughs> thing. <laughs> Maybe sometimes it's a good t- yeah. it's a good idea to take a break away from a game that you're not enjoying Mm-hmm. So that you can enjoy it. Yeah, because like after I got once I realized like what's going on in the game, I was like, oh, I see. Then I like did my leveling up, and then mm-hmm. I got a new outfit. <laughs> sometimes that's what it takes though is like knowing like what the end result is, so you can like figure out the best way to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and when we do a gaming podcast like this, there's a lot of uh, there's the urge to keep playing new games and to keep. Yeah. Moving forward, so you're not talking about the same old, sh- sh- same old shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, two months of uh, Borderlands Two, like right. somebody yeah. I won't mention, or like <laughs> eight months of Final Fantasy Fourteen. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, when they keep adding to it, right? Well, know. I'm still playing that too. So right. <laughs> I just don't talk about it. All right. So the the thing I realized, like, once I was playing Bloodborne, I'm like, oh, it's like. Devil May Cry and God of War just a bit harder and like you have to be more tactical about it. Yeah. 
Hmm. And then once I like kind of figured it out, I'm like, oh, this game is awesome. Yeah. I guess my issue with it was that the this respawn points were, are so far in between. Yeah. And then the thing about that <laughs> is like, you'll go around and you're like, oh, I found a lantern. And then you realize it's the same one from a different angle. Uh. Everything's like super interconnected. Okay. <laughs> and then you're just like... What the well, that's fuck? not fair because that gives it a feeling like it's an open world, but, but it's not. But it's cool though because like even if you die, if you open up a gate, that gate stays open, so you could use that as a new shortcut. Oh, okay. Um, so there, you'll see a bunch of gates. You'll be like, okay, there's probably a boss on this other side, but when I get around there, I can unlock it, and then you can get to the boss faster when mm-hmm. you die. Okay, makes sense. I'm looking forward to Christmas to see what deals I can get on a PS4. Yeah, okay. yeah. And Bloodborne, uh, no, i got to give you all my PS3 games. <laughs> well, just because you're getting PS4 doesn't mean, and I get a PS4, doesn't mean I'm getting rid of my PS3. I still have my PS2 and my Nintendo 64 oh, that's hooked true. up to my computer. Or my TV. Right, right. Crazy. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Don't get me wrong. Alright. So, so what else? Um, yeah. Oh, and then another thing, uh, the blood vials are your life that you use. Mm-hmm. Um, you could keep collecting them, and then you'll reach like a max. But if you keep extra, they'll just go into a storage, and then when you die, that extra goes back into your. You don't need to even need to do anything. Yeah. So you oh, can just keep nice. collecting. Yeah. Them. Oh, that's uh, smart. But you, the more into the game you get, the harder they're, they're, you can look across them. Uh-huh. But if you go back to the beginning stage, um, yeah. you could just go back through the level really fast and collect like twenty of them uh-huh. or more, and then yeah. just go back to your thing. The, the light posts are like teleport points too. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right, so we're all playing a certain new game. <laughs> that sort of dominated social media this week. Server crashes. <laughs> Ray, sing the theme song. Fake, <laughs> fake articles about freeway crashes. I want to be the very best. Like no <laughs> one ever was. <laughs> that's all I like that's when this I don't is, know the lyrics this right. is the game that I've been waiting for my whole life not even knowing I was waiting for it and it is called Pokemon Go <laughs> and yes you guys even got me playing it this yep. morning yep. and there was a Pokemon in my apartment yeah, yeah. We all and we it. all caught it it's a oh, Geodude I caught a, no I caught a different one Sandshrew a Geodude no we all got yeah, the Geodude yeah we Geo all got dude. the Geodude oh, and the Sand whatever Sandshrew yeah. I my apartment is like loaded with. Did you play the beta, Steven? No, I did not play the beta. Um, I wonder if one of my tricks was playing the beta. I know, and that's but why there's so many. <laughs> I went on this like uh, kind of like hike type thing mm-hmm. with like eight guys, and like three of them played the beta, and they were like, "Oh, this is what this means. And this is what this means." So they were like, oh "Thank you." Wait, we went on a hike. Like we not not a hike, but we went down like to the beach and went along the whole beach oh. and then back up. We so, could do that after this. We can go. Yeah, there's so many on the beach. It's a game yeah, of Pokemon players. All the water Pokemon are on the beach because you're next <clears> to the water. And then if you go near a park, you get all the grass Pokemon. If you go uh, to a cemetery, yeah. you get all the gassy. So, so this, is a, this is a game. This is for people like probably my brother who won't play, but maybe he will play. So you have a map that looks like the neighborhood that you're in. It's yes. like... Google Maps and your character is running on top of Google Maps. Yes. Right. Which is why you have to log in with Google, either Google Plus or like I put in my Gmail address. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can look and they, if there's anything around you, it shows up on the map and yeah. then you tap on it and it uses your camera to show you what you're really looking at. But then it places a Pokemon on top of that, yep. which then you have little Pokeballs that you flick at it. And there's also camera modes so you can switch it to just take. Funny pictures of your Pokemon and things. Yeah. Oh. 
And there, there was a there was a photo on uh, Facebook this morning that was like all over my feed about a guy who was in a hospital waiting for his wife to go into labor, and he caught a Pidgey in the hospital room. And I'm just like, this is what Pokemon Go has. Well, <laughs> now, we're gonna have to watch this because there are a lot of fake articles that are coming up. You know, uh-huh. people are posting this don't. Don't drive in Pokemon Go. You yeah. really shouldn't. It's really dangerous. Yeah, it's <laughs> dangerous. I might, I might try it in stop and go traffic. Mm-hmm. Because well, there are times where I won't be. I moving. do have the app open, and if I'm out of like red light, <laughs> yeah. I'll mm-hmm. see if there's like a Pokey Center around, and then I'll just like oh, the Pokey stops. Yeah, the Pokey well, stops. Okay, here's one of the things too. So if you catch a Pokey egg yes. and then incubate it, it makes you walk like five kilometers yeah. before yeah. it will hatch it won't yeah. work so i tried driving. i know i tried to just have it open in my car so i could hatch uh, the uh, egg uh, right? no, it doesn't but work. after you go a certain if you're going too fast then it, it, it doesn't yeah. count it as walking so well and along <clears> those <throat> lines i now have a pedometer on my iphone mm-hmm. that i need to go walking today anyway so <laughs> it's like go. hey i could pokemon go and the pedometer will be open at the same time i've had friends who've been like i've walked more since pokemon go came out than i have in the last two months yeah. <laughs> like it's it's great like uh my friend used to go hiking all the time and tried to get me to go and i'm like nah i hate sunlight and now you want to go so here's a question so if it won't count the five kilometers when you're in the car when i was driving it does if you're going slow okay well that's the thing i was in my i was in my car before download because i only downloaded it this morning Mm -hmm. but i when i was driving in downtown sacramento i saw two guys with their iphones walking at you know forward Uh and i'm like oh my god they're playing but one of the guys was in a wheelchair so it's like if you're in a wheelchair, I think it's still it's so speed though. You're still yeah, going you're still going like a walking. Well, I fucking well hope so, because that no, he wasn't. I mean, it was an automatic one because he oh. had it. You know, yeah, still you're still going at walking speed. Even yeah. like the highest speed on that is five, six miles yeah. an hour. It, it counts like even for like joggers, people. They yeah. kind of want you to jog, but no one's going to jog. They want you to jog? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is a video game that's going to get you moving. In the commercial, yeah. it had guys like jogging, and he would stop, and he'd pull out his phone, and he'd catch a Pokemon, and then he'd go back to jogging. I'm like, who runs and plays Pokemon Go? <laughs> well, I might. There you go. Hey. I need to. I don't. <laughs> I need to see if there's any gay traveling bands in West Hollywood that I can join I'm and catch not, Pokemon so <laughs> we Pokemon have, Go. What, yeah, we have, go ahead. <laughs> Pokemon Go came out, what, two, three days ago? Yeah. And on my Facebook page, I've had um, Pokemon bar hops come up. Ooh. I've had Pokemon get-togethers at Disneyland come up. I've fun. had Pokemon beach trips. Like, these events are all, all over my Facebook feed now because people are like, let's get in a group, let's go somewhere, and we'll all coach Pokemon together. And it's like, apparently people are meeting new people. Like, last night, yeah. I went to Trivia, and we were walking back to our car, and we were, my fiance and I were playing Pokemon Go, and we ran into a whole bunch of other people playing Pokemon Go, and they're <laughs> like, join this team, or do this! And I'm just like, okay, I don't know your name, but we're playing the same game. and Which is good because you also can join different colored teams, which yes. we discussed earlier, but we, we always have to rehash when we talk about the real world of on course. the podcast. So in Long Beach, apparently, all the gay boys are part of Team Yellow, team right? Yellow. Which is Team, team Instinct. Instinct. Yeah. Uh, well, Instinct is a gay magazine, of course. Right. <sighs> Who names these oh, things? Oh, now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's more... I think that's more of a coincidence than Plus, anything Plus, I think it's like one guy and two girls, right? Like... The instinct is a guy, and the other ones are girls. Is the red one? 
I think there are two girls, yeah. Yeah. So it's instant. Oh, are these based on real teens in the, the cartoon? The, the, there's like the leaders no. of the group? They're like leaders. Oh, they're okay. like, so there's three teams. There's Team Instinct, which is the yellow team. Team Mystic, which is the blue team, and Team and Valor, which is the red team. Well, is there a team, team Mystic was led by Blanche, so of course I'm sure there's Blanche. Yeah. Yeah. Right. With Blanche. Right. That's a Golden was, Girls reference. Yeah. <laughs> his, his name was Sparks or something. Yeah. Yeah. I joined I joined Team Valor because Steven's on yellow. Yeah. And Ray's on blue, and so I was like, well, I'll, we just have one of each. But yeah, most yeah. of the world is Team Blue. <laughs> yeah, everybody on my Facebook page is Team Blue. I have a friend who's like, I chose Team Red just to be different. Yeah, <laughs> well, you gotta have somebody to fight. You know what was cool, though, is like when I was in that group with guys, we were walking down the beach, and I ran into someone playing the game. It's this really hot guy. And it gave me a reason to talk to him. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, you're playing the game? Like, yeah. And then we're like, oh, what team are you in? I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Team gay. Yeah, yeah. and then shake hands. Hey, see you later. <laughs> are they ever going to introduce other teams? Like Team Green, Team uh, Purple? I mean, they might. It's only been three days. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, they've known about this game for a year. There's, there's yeah, like a bunch of like updates coming out. Or more. Yeah. So like, well, that's why we're talking about, like, why the fuck did the servers crash? Yeah, I was, I was a little annoyed with servers crashing because they announced this almost a year ago, and they were releasing it worldwide. Yes. And this is a game that all the, you know, 20-something-year-olds that were playing Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, original Game Boy games, have been waiting for, not knowing that they were waiting for it, like me. Like, Pokemon Blue was my very first video game, and, like, that's what got me into video gaming. So, it's like, no, like... Now I can be a Pokemon trainer. And so people are all like, you would think that they would have the server power to prepare for a worldwide release. Yeah, there's been a lot of bugs, like where you'll catch one and then it'll freeze and shut down or it'll log you out. And I've had to re-log into this Pokemon game like 20 times, I think. And so it's not perfect. There's still some bugs in it. I'm sure as... You know, obviously they've seen how popular it is, and yeah. people keep joining every day. I the think. good thing is, is that if you start, if you start today, like I did, mm-hmm. and catch your first Pokemon, like I did, got mm-hmm. Squirtle right off the bat, and then it froze, mm-hmm. and so I just logged out. Thanks to you guys <laughs> helping me <laughs> learn my fucking phone. Uh, logged out, and then when I logged in, I had already, I had still caught him. Yeah. So right. you know, it doesn't. And it's good to have like your phone on like battery saver mode because it drains your fucking battery super yeah. fast. What does that do? How does that change it? Uh, I don't know. Well, like in your phone, but like in the game there's a battery saver yeah, mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. uh, so that is, uh, if you flip your phone upside down, uh-huh. it goes into like a black screen with the logo and you'll still get the vibrations even though the screen's not Oh, if like on. something is close. Yeah. Oh. That's smart. Okay, cool. But like, I had to look it up to like, what the hell does that mean? And it's like, yeah, flip it, it upside down. To and be I'm like, honest, what? it doesn't really give you that much instruction about what everything yeah, is. Yeah, there's no, I had That's a, part of the fun. There, it I'll, is. I'll, but... I'll find the article, but there's one, it's like um, 12 critical facts to know about the game. And then post I'll it like, to the, post yeah, it to the and game. I was reading it, I'm like, I would have never got that. I would have never got that one either. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys noticed on our Facebook that our posts are getting more likes? They're getting more people that are interacting with us. Good. Yeah. Awesome. And some more like regular people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. So yeah. those people that are liking us on Facebook regularly, if you're listening to the podcast, go to our iTunes and, and give us a good <laughs> and rating. And thank you, by the way. Yes. Yeah, thank you. All right, thank you. Yeah, yes. and we're getting a lot of on Instagram too. A lot of fun ones. Like there's a 
like a London gamer group that like likes us stuff and we like them back. Oh nice. Oh nice. I've had a lot of gamer people on Instagram like like my page. I'm mm-hmm. like, go here. <laughs> I don't post gamer stuff over here. Go here. <laughs> right. Good. Well, okay, I just wanted to say a couple more things about Pokemon because I was in high school when the original Pokemon games for Game Boy came out, so I was never, like, a Pokemon person. Right, I wasn't either. This is actually the first Pokemon game I've ever played because all the other games have only been on Nintendo, or most of them have only been on Game Boy, and I never actually ever owned a Game Boy. Right. Yeah. So now this game, which is on basically all the iOS platforms and Android platforms, is really the first time I think that... Pokemon is sort of available outside of the Nintendo brand, yeah. Yeah, which I think is huge yes, for Pokemon. Yeah. It's their first uh, like app game that they're doing, and they're mm-hmm. going to do more. Um, but I don't think they realized how many more people were like, oh, I could play it now? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so what's the current like Nintendo handheld? Is it DS Plus or yeah, is that what it is it's, now? Yeah, um, it's DS three, I think. Okay, so is there a Pokemon? Are there Pokemon games for that? Yes, there okay, have been. That's like their bread every, and butter. Every right? year yeah. they release like a new Pokemon game. I don't, I think it's um, like red versus blue now or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't like every year it's like a different color, a different gem or something. I personally still have my original Game Boy Color with my Pokemon Blue, and uh-huh. I still play it. So, so <laughs> I grew up with yeah. this. I know I have a dumb question, and you actually to say to say the truth, I, how old are you again? I turn twenty six next month. Okay, so you're a little bit older, but I equate Pokemon more with my little brother, who's like twenty. 25 maybe I'm not sure yeah <laughs> the reason I got into it was because my brother got into it and he just turned 23 two days ago uh-huh. so like Aww. he was really into yeah. it and so I was like well if he's into it I have to be into it right because I was the older sister so I had to be into all the cool stuff right and so that's why I got into it I mean I still have all 150 original Pokemon cards from okay. my childhood now that's what I was gonna say why do I feel like this either originated or turned into a card game or was it originated it... as a TV show really before the game before yeah the... oh and what happened was like after the first season of the TV show like the cards started coming out oh. because it was super popular right. as a TV show and then, so, like, the cards, you got to play the cards, and you battle each other, or you trade, or whatever. Yeah. And then, the game started coming out. I see. Okay. But it originated as a TV show, I think. Don't quote me. I could Steven? be so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they came around, like, it was all in, like, one year. Yeah, it all came out in, like, like the same year. Fast, but I think it was, like, TV... I think they, like, probably had the card game, like, set up. Yeah. But they're like, here's the TV show. Let's see how this does. Oh, it's succeeding. Let's give them the card game. Well, that's all. the best way to monetize like, a TV show is not just with commercials, but yeah. with merchandise. Exactly. Right. I remember, like, when I played... The, I only played the original one, the original game, and yeah. this one. Uh, but that was, like, this is addicting as hell. Yeah, it is. And then what? what's cool is like the next update that's coming for Pokemon Go is the ability to trade with your friends. Yeah. Uh, like the original game. Which is really like important because like I remember having like the cable cord between me and my brother's Game Boy. Aww. Like trading Pokemon mm-hmm. in order to battle bosses. Right. Mm-hmm. We're like, here, you need this Pokemon. I'll lend it to you and then you can lend it back to me or whatever, you know, and we were nice. always like kind of tag teamed it. So what are the battles like in, in Pokemon Go? You go to the, the gym locations mm-hmm. um, and then... You that, tap your thing. Yeah. And you have to be... No, wait. Now you have to be close to a gym? You have to be... Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the gym, you go there. Um, there'll be a gym leader and it'll be someone from one of the, the three teams. 
Uh, so if it's like team blue and you're on a different team, mm-hmm. you're going to try to knock that leader down and you want to become the next leader to make it that color of your team. But if it's the your team's color, then you can give them your strongest Pokemon, yeah, one you, of your you strongest Pokemon, stronger. to help them mm-hmm. like hold down the fort. Okay, se. so that's why... And you're, you're leaving your Pokemon there. So yeah. like north of my apartment, there's a lot of blue gyms. Yes. Yeah. But probably if we go south... To, of my apartment, more towards where there most of our gay friends live. Yes, I hear that the the socialist restaurant uh-huh. there's a big old battle going on. Like it keeps going back and forth between like yellow and some other color. Oh my! <laughs> and there's like oh, like we're on a big like Facebook chat, and like they're like, <laughs> oh my god, they took it back, those fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you get your battle yayas out. And then I saw this guy. He was a in a gym gym, mm-hmm. and his gym was in the gym, and he saw. Who was fighting him? He's like, I'm gonna beat this motherfucker down. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazing though how many people are playing this game. Like you walk down the street and you can look across the street and see someone with their phone and you know mm-hmm. what they're doing. Yeah. Just the way that they're looking at their phone. I think like half of my Facebook feed this week has been about Pokemon Go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I posted something yesterday. I was like, half of my Facebook feed is about social injustice and half of my Facebook feed is mm-hmm. about Pokemon Go. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> now here's a wild... Okay, we have a lot of built-up anger right now and a lot of that is in... So in the social justice area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of anger at feeling somewhat useless. Mm-hmm. Maybe a social game like Pokemon Go can help blow the steam off of that a little bit. Maybe. It's definitely helping. People are like super angry, but then they're like, ugh, I'm going to go catch something. Right. <laughs> or also, I got to go out for a walk. It also yeah. forces people to like work together as a team. Like yeah. You yeah. might not know this person that's the, your gym leader right mm-hmm. now, but he's on your blue team, so you're going to give him... You know, a strong Pokemon to help him hold down the fort because right. you don't want your gym to be taken. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. like you don't even know this person, but you're still working together. Yeah, so. and it's because like he's literally in your area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that explains some memes that I've seen. I saw one about like, do you go to the gym? Well, I play Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or another. There's another one where the doctor says to some guy like, um, "Are you having sex?" Well, I play Pokemon Go, and, well, no would have sufficed. (laughs) (laughs) I saw one where it was, like, uh, employer during the interview, why should we hire you? (laughs) Me, there's a Blastoise in here. Employer, (laughs) where? (laughs) (laughs) So great. So this is... Oh, my God. Yes, if you want to be in the social no, just download Pokemon Go. (laughs) Is it only for Apple? Is it only it's for Apple? No, it's, it's on everything. Okay. It's Apple and Android. Yeah. Oh my god, so this is going to bring but, Apple and Android together. <laughs> yeah. It has. It's going to what the world but needs the, now is Pokémon Go. The, yep. Oh, New song. but the thing is Pokemon, like if you, sweet Pokemon. If you have it on a iPad, yeah. it's kind of pointless. Yeah. <laughs> well, right, I'm not going cuz I I have to do the street this time. Well, right. well no, I uh I mean I can use my phone as a hotspot, so you know, but that kind of drains. Might as well use your phone. Yeah, yeah right. just use your phone. Uh, and another thing is coming out as uh, Pokemon Go Plus, which is like a little wristband, yeah. uh, clippy thing. Oh my god! And then it just kind of alerts you when there's one around, and then there's a way to like auto catch it. Yeah. Well, that yeah. Is... but it's like thirty bucks or something. Yeah, All it's right. an addition. All right, so the game's only been out for three days, as we already established. Is this the kind of game that would be like a good starter game for people that aren't used to playing video games? Yes. Yes? My fiance downloaded it immediately and she doesn't play video games. 
but she's like super into it and will like be in the car and she's like, Give me your phone, I'll handle both of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's not fair. And she's like super into it and she's like, We gotta go exploring and do all this stuff so we can go catch all the Pokemon. I'm like, and you aren't a gamer? And she's like, No, I don't care about games, but this one's fun. So <laughs> I would say yes. yes. And then I've been like, I need to go to Pokestops because I have a lot of balls. Yeah. <laughs> you got more balls. You get more balls. You got more stops. balls. Yeah. I need balls. I go to Scruff. I need brawls. <laughs> Ew. <Or> growler mom. <laughs> I don't do growler. <laughs> I'm not big enough for growler apparently. <laughs> um, well, what other games would get people into gaming? Like, if you could recommend a game to somebody, if they weren't into gaming, what would that be? Adam. Uh, okay, so I was actually thinking quite a lot about this question because really what I was trying to think of is what do I like about games that mm-hmm. I would want somebody who doesn't play games to experience? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, well, the things that I am really into about games are a unique form of storytelling that you can't get from watching a show or reading a book. Mm-hmm. Um there's sort of that like pleasure center in your brain that goes off when you like achieve a goal or complete a collection and um also just like you know cool graphics and fun crazy stuff going on Mm -hmm. so i was trying to think well what game has all those things that's not that's still kind of accessible and so i was going through all of the games i love and you you know i've talked about mass effect a million times but that would be a really tough game i think for somebody who's never played anything before Mm. So what I decided to go with was a game that worked for me once before, and that is Assassin's Creed 2. Because I had given it to Mark at one point when he was just a very new gamer. And I think that's one that got you really excited about games. Yes, it did. And I think because the story's interesting, Mm -hmm. there's weird, crazy stuff going on, um, the action's fun, and you have all these like treasure chests and collections and, and puzzles to complete that sort of fill that little, you know, pleasure center in your brain. Ooh, you, you've completed your treasure chest Collecting collection. all those feathers. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes, but I, I would have to say mm-hmm. that there, there are little things like, for instance, with the feathers, mm-hmm. it took me a while to realize that when you hear that tinkle, 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 you uh-huh. know, that, that means a feather is nearby uh-huh. somewhere. Uh-huh. So I didn't collect all the feathers in the areas that I could have, even though they, do they eventually come up on the map? I think so, yeah. Okay. You, can, you can like buy maps, I think, that show everything. Right. Um, so that was a, that was a good starter game. Um, but then I moved on before, and that's when I really did start to get into gaming. For me though, what really got me going was Arkham Asylum. Okay. Because as a comic book fan, you're already invested in Batman Mm -hmm. or even as a movie fan. And I think you have to have a certain love of genre fiction anyway, Mm Mm-hmm. To really get into video games. I'm not saying that's exclusive. There are people, there are guys out there that are like into war. So they play Call of Duty. You know? Or girls. Right. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. People. Okay. People. I still, I am sexist. <laughs> it's okay. At least you admit it. Yes. <laughs> it's just a matter of training, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. There are people that are, <laughs> like, I'm not going to repeat all that. But in, in Arkham Asylum... Even in the fights, you can still do a certain amount of button mashing and still do a bunch of cool moves and achieve the goals that you need to. Yeah. Um, and, and it also teaches you a little dexterity when you have to use the, um, the batarang. Mm-hmm. But the, I don't remember if the remote control one is in the first game or if that's just in the, in, on 
the second one. I think it's in the first one, but not till later in the game. Yeah, it's like near the end. Okay. Um, so that was the game that I would probably recommend mm-hmm. to a first person. And they always cool. come out with Game of the Year editions, which mm-hmm. includes all the downloadable content. And if you're a comic book fan, some of the hidden puzzles, that you, the Riddler trophies, it's not just the trophies, but there are puzzles you have to figure out that mm-hmm. are related to Batman characters who are not in the game. And so that's that's fun for me. Stephen, what would you recommend? Um, so there's this one game back in college that I used to make people play, and like I would see like little fights happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's this game called Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. So it's like Street Fighter. Makes a lot it, of words. Makes yeah. It, yeah, it's really funny the way they say it, because it's like a Japanese girl going, Super But it's basically like, Midget Street Fighters combined with Tetris. Okay. Um, and you battle each other, like, with a Tetris mode. Uh-huh. Oh, is this what you uncovered at, at um, Adam's place? Was there a game like that on... Remember they had the, um, the video game that had the a console that had a bunch of different games on it? Oh, that was one of them. That was one that was like that? Yeah, that's when we did the Awkward Human podcast. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I've had people in college, like, they don't play games, but I'm like, here, it's like Tetris. Everyone's played Tetris. Ah. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, okay. And then, like, you would see, like, get them get really into it. <laughs> um, and I saw that they remade it for, like, PS3 and stuff so you could download it, but I wanted to, like, make it a mobile version. Right. Um, like, we're not talking about games like Tetris that everyone plays just because it's easy. Right. Yeah. Or Angry Birds or something. Or like yeah. or even, but, uh, what's the, the, the Candy Crush? Yeah. yeah. So it's like... It's like playing Candy Crush, except for you're actually battling someone in real time. Right. Like, uh, a, like a starter video game has to have more to it than, than just these road activities. Right. You know. We're not looking for something that you do while you're sitting in a doctor's office. Like, we're, like that's what I yeah. see Candy Crush as. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll do that while I'm in a waiting room. Well, that's mm-hmm. why we call them our shitter games. Yeah. They're really, you know. So it's kind of like the one step up from that. Yeah. Except right. for well, you well, don't have to buy things. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. right. that's actually a good suggestion because then it's more like a... A gateway yeah. into more advanced games. And then, like, we started having little tournaments where, like, there'd be, like, ten of us, and then there'd be, like, really intense battles. <laughs> and they go, like, three rounds. Mm-hmm. So you can fight other people in that game? Yeah, it's a versus oh. game. Um, and then when you do your crashing the bricks and stuff, the Street Fighter characters do Street Fighter moves. So that, that kind of reminds me of a story I was going to tell you when I was playing um, Dead Island. There is a co-op mode in Dead Island, and I, I'm playing the character that can throw knives and stuff like that, and it's been backfiring on me whenever I played. Mm. I should just like use a weapon and then throw it down. It's like a cat knocking things off the table. Just throw, <laughs> throw, throw, throw. And I'd lose weapons that way. I kept having to get new ones. And now I know that when I'm done with a battle, just kind of look around just in case. Um, but... It would also put me into co-op mode on accident. Oh, no. When I first started the game. And so it happened twice where I'd start the game and then some guy was running around with me. And I was like, no, no, I'd get out. I finally looked at my PlayStation um, interactions and he had sent me an email in Spanish. <laughs> and I luckily I had a friend who was who was visiting that was able to translate for me. And he was like, oh, he wants to know if you want to play. And I'm like, which Spanish for no? <laughs> no. 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 So I just decided not to respond. You know, I just didn't respond at all. I'm just not good at co-op. 
Oh, so that's the cool thing. Like, they came out with a PlayStation Messenger app. So instead of having to go to that menu, you could just do it on your phone. Oh, okay. You just log in with your PlayStation account. Oh, nice. That does make it a little easier. Yeah. I live with a non-gamer. Right. So when we decided that this was going to be our topic this week, I turned to her and was like, if you like, could start with a game, like, what would you like look into? She's like, well, I don't understand why you play shooter games. And I'm like, mm. well, that's reasonable. Like, sometimes I don't understand why I play shooter <laughs> games. But, you know. Um, and we talked about it, and she... She told me, like, the reason I started playing video games originally was because I started playing um, Little Big Planet. Mm. And it was, oh, yeah. and she's like, it's a cause and effect game that, you know, you have to use some sort of strategy, but at the same time, it's not like people are chasing after you with swords or mm-hmm. zombies or like you're not worried about dying you're worried about moving forward in the game mm-hmm. and she's like that's what i like about it. like don't get me wrong like there are bosses that you have to defeat but it's not like this constant like running away from running to something mm-hmm. it's a more of a puzzle game where you're trying to figure things out and you know make things happen by doing certain things so she she recommended that and I agree with her because it's like, it's not, you're not stressing over what's behind you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're focused on how do I open this gate or how mm. do I make this happen? And it's also fun because like you get to do crazy things with your character and you have the stickers and you yeah, know, all yeah, that mm-hmm. stuff. So it's like, it's fun. And at the same time, it allows you to like think a little more. And so I think that would probably be my recommended game just because it, it allows you to like enjoy like the game you're playing. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. it's super cute. It's super cute. That's, that, that's a good choice, and I've actually started people who have never played games before on that, and uh, it's it's an easy one to get the hang of yeah. from the beginning. The guy that watches my cat while I go on vacation, that's, all, as far as I know, that's all he plays when he comes over here. This is his <laughs> space to play just whatever he wants, and, and yeah. so when I when I came home, he he left his... Little Big Planet. Yeah. <laughs> actually, that might be mine. I don't know because I haven't I haven't played it. That was sort of like an intro game for me too. It was a game mm-hmm. that I could play with my ex, mm-hmm. you know. But well, like when when we got our PlayStation, she's like, I don't care what games you get as long as we get Little Big Planet. I'm like, all right, we can well, do that. And that's that's also one of the few games where you can play two player cooperatively yeah. instead mm-hmm. of competitively. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, that's and it's important. actually easier yeah. Yeah. when something... you play it two player. Yeah. I'm not a big co op person, but like. I don't like playing Little Big Planet by myself. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like I miss out on so much. Because like when you when one person gets something, as a team you have like that sticker now, or you yeah. have like that goal. So you could work together as a team and still like you have that one person getting this thing while the other person's getting this thing, and you're like tag team it. And, well, and some areas are only open to right. you when you're in co-op. I was gonna yeah. say, um, is Bloodborne co-op at all? You can. Uh, I, uh, again, I don't like to play co-op. Um, I don't recommend Bloodborne as a... But, blood- <laughs> yeah, but I don't recommend it But either. think about the Bloodborne co-op. If you do co-op, uh-huh. it's harder. Oh, of course it is. Like, the, the, the bosses are hard to oh. kill. Yeah. Well, if anyone likes Bloodborne co-op or wants to recommend a starter game, please join us on our Facebook, Game On Podcast, or on Instagram, which is also Game, game On, on. Podcast. Is it just Game On or Game On Podcast? Okay, just Game On. 
Uh, we're all over the place. Yep. yep. And we like to interact. And we're going to be at PrideCon this month. Yep. Saturday. Saturday. Do we know a time yet? Yeah. Are you? Not. Right. And are you handling the our passes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, so this is something that Ray and I were talking about before you guys got over here. Mm-hmm. Is PrideCon, like, taking over where BentCon left off, which is, like, it is a Comic-Con? It's not a Comic-Con. It's just, like, a like a general gay convention. Right. But so, I think it is... But they have a lot of pop nerd culture, culture and TV, okay. but not yeah. specifically a comic. Well, like, are they going to have a gay cooking podcast? Or, uh, you know... I, I don't think, think it's more, like, pop culture Yeah, okay. it's, like, it's like everything. Like nerd They had culture. They had, like, a booth at Long Beach Pride mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. couple months ago, and, like, that's where I first heard about it before we even joined the podcast. Um, and my fiancé were like, we gotta go check this thing out. Is that why you joined this podcast to get no, in for free? No, I joined this podcast because later that day I met Stephen H. Garcia. And we started right. talking about how he's a lesbian gamer, and he freaked the fuck out. Like, and I was like, "Okay, here's my Facebook. You can message me." So that's why I joined this podcast. I didn't know you guys I'm were like, going to be. I need you. <laughs> Um, but like the booth, like the guy at the booth, I was like, what is PrideCon? He's like, have you ever been to Comic-Con? I'm like, no, but I want to. He's like, have you ever been to VidCon? I'm like, no, but I want to. (laughs) And he's like, well, take Comic-Con and take VidCon and take Pride and kind of make a baby out of all three of them. Right. That's how he described it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like... He was working the booth, so I was just going with what he said. I find let's go have a big gay baby. Yeah. Are they doing any cosplay, uh, like, competitions or pageants or anything that we know? I have no idea. We can go Um, online and find out. We'll have to check it out. There's a website. I just Google PrideCon. It's always the first thing that comes up. Well, it's the only one. I can't remember if it's PrideCon.com or .org. Yeah, it's like, and I don't remember if it's PrideCon or if it's Pride-Con. Because I think it's Pride-Con. Well, we'll look it up later. But I wanted, now, I listened to our last podcast, Mm -hmm. and there was something that I wanted to revisit. and, And bringing up the VidCon, which was in Anaheim, Mm-hmm. Yes. is actually kind of a topic that I wanted to get back to. Okay. Look it up. Um, so, remember last week when you brought up of the fact that that kid from The Real O'Neills yes. had a bit of a, a... He had an interview where he kind of vomited his opinions. Yeah. And I said, oh, that would be interesting. we got to go back to it. And then with this VidCon that they had in Anaheim, uh, even though the VidCon was in Anaheim, this British uh, YouTube vlogger or whatever who kind of looks like a tom daly Mm -hmm. the this you know the diver but like a gettable tom daly (laughs) like tom daly is so hot that he would be hard (laughs) to get but this guy's like you know give him a couple drinks you might be able to get him (laughs) he said that he got attacked in west hollywood some people brought him up to west hollywood yes exactly roll your eyes Uh and this guy gets like thousands if not you know I don't know if he gets millions. He's the one that apologized for doing porn. Well, we can get back to that, too. (laughs) But um, he said that he got gay-bashed in West Hollywood and had was in the hospital and showed where he had stitches, and I guess he lost some teeth. And then just like a day or two later, the West Hollywood police said, when we picked him up, he was vandalizing cars. So he was fine when we put him in his cell. He did this when he went out to get his one phone call. He fucking beat himself in the head. With the handle of the phone. I hate people like that. Well, and it's such, it gives, for one, well, far be it from me to judge gay people's behaviors, but, you know, there is a certain standard when we have, now that we're starting to develop out gay icons, Mm -hmm. 
you do have to have a certain ego to get to that level. Well, and especially when things like gay bashings do happen in West Hollywood. Yeah. Um, not that, you know, they happen semi-frequently, like at least a few a year. Yeah. And for somebody to sort of cry wolf on something like that is really heartening for a com- disheartening for a community, I think. Well, and it brought... I mean, they they say that any any press is good press, even if it's bad press. I mean, I didn't know who this guy was until I watched his videos. And yes, he had one. The only one of his that I watched is when he apologized for doing porn because he felt he was like, oh, I'm a um, you know I'm a role model now, and so I'm sorry I did porn. But he also pointed out that it's sad that his porn video had more hits than anything that he did on YouTube. Yeah. And I'm like, poor you. Yeah, but okay. I also feel like he shouldn't have apologized for doing porn because that's just adding to the like fear that our society has about sex anyway, which is tied into the fear that our society has about gay people. Right. I mean, sex and love and gayness are all sort of are all tied into each other in a way. Yeah. And if we like keep demonizing these our our sexuality, then it just doesn't help the. Cause. Well, in a way, even talking about it makes me actually want to go and find it. <laughs> his video <laughs> yeah nah he... see my big thing about people like this is like we are like as a gay community we are trying to prove to everyone else that we're just like everyone else yeah and so when somebody goes out and does something like this where he's like makes it a big deal about being abused or beaten or whatever when really it's just fake it's just like it makes people think like well how many other gay people are crying wolf right and like my whole thing is, like, it takes one person to bring the name down of a community, of a group. Mm-hmm. And, like, I always, I, I dislike it when gay people, like, go out and cause a huge scene and make a fool of themselves. Because then people see that and not the gay people who are out there, you know, helping their community. Not just the gay community, but, like, their community they live in or whatever and, like, doing the good things. Yeah. And so then people have this negative view of us and, like, that's not everybody. But because that's what people are seeing, that's what people think. Well, and also with the kid from uh, The Real O'Neills, I wish I could remember his name. No right. one cares. What? No one cares. No, when no one cares, <laughs> what I did this interview... Um, you know, on the one hand, he's being lauded for being an out actor, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, being outspoken. It's do- it's a TV show that's co-produced by Dan Savage, right? Well, or it it's was based on his story. created by a, his memoir. Right. So he's an outspoken person. Right. And I imagine that he's probably had some influence on this kid, right? So he feels like he needs to be as outspoken as he, as, and be as brave as he is being on the show and being out. Because, I mean, casting directors will not cast you if you're too gay. Yes. You know, they Unless have that Unless they're casting the fag part. Exactly. And he talks about that in this article as well. But what bothered me about what he said was not exactly what he said. Because everyone's, you know, yes, there's allegations. Yes, he had an opinion about um, the guy that was on Arrow. Colton Haynes. Yeah, and about... How he came out and how he was teasing everybody. And to be honest, I felt all that. I felt the same way about Colton Haynes coming out. It's like he did everything but say, "Yes, I'm gay," you know. Um, and that's just my opinion. But I, I agree with you. But at the same time, I think that yes, certain actors have a responsibility. Like 
I, I think it's ridiculous that it took Jodie Foster forever to like admit anything because has she admitted anything? Yeah, yeah. she admitted a couple years ago. She did. Yeah. She just said she, did she it, was a lesbian. She did it in a not in those words, but those she words, like but she it, talked about her partner and, mm-hmm. and her family. It was like a, it was like an acceptance speech or something, and oh, she right. talked about how her partner of so many years was here with her and how um, they like supported each other. She she the words "I am a lesbian" never came out of her mouth, but. Do we need she to was hear there that? with a woman. Do we so, need to hear that? No. no. You don't think so? The other thing about this that, that it bothered me was that there was a discussion I was involved in on Facebook from all these people that were in the industry, and instead of... It was like about tearing him down for speaking his mind. Rather, mm-hmm. They were like, oh, shoot, you know, and here comes the, you know, the taking back brigade or the, the you know, where's his publicist? The, right. You know, and his publicist was well, like, I didn't set this up. Because he talked about Brian Singer, too, who is right. kind of the leader of the gay mafia. And <laughs> well, and he does have a, you know, reputation. But none of them defended Brian Singer on this post. Right. You know, well, they just wanted to get at him for being honest or for speaking his mind. And and some fairly nasty comments that I was just like, how is what you're saying any less bitchy than what he had to say? Right. I yeah. mean, celebrities, like, have to be aware of what they're saying. But at the right. same time, like, they shouldn't have to not be able to speak their mind. Just like, to get hard. I'm not going to lie. I have no idea what you're talking about. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like, what the rant was or what was going on. But, like, at the same time, like... If he felt this way towards certain people, or if he, like, felt this way, like, and he wanted to get it out, like, let him get it out. But at the same time, like, you have to be able to say your mind in a productive way when you're at that level. That's true. And so I think that it's, like, a fine line of where you should be able to say your mind, but you should be able to say your mind in a intelligent, well-thought-out way. Yeah. yeah. But it kind of sucks, too, when, like, someone's talking shit about someone coming out so late, when... Obviously, that person wasn't comfortable coming out yet. Yeah. Well, and it's not like... I mean, I I feel differently than Mark does in this Colton Haynes thing because, okay, come on. He was posting pictures in drag on his Instagram for years. And yeah, it was Halloween, but Mm -hmm. I'm gay and I just do drag on Halloween too. And it didn't seem to me like he was hiding anything. It seemed to me like he was just living his life and right. just never publicly admitted to But that's what I mean. Is that, is that enough? Or like I asked Ray with Jodie Foster, do we need them to say, I am gay? Well, the difference between Colton Haynes and Jodie Foster is that Jodie Foster is a mega Hollywood star and has been for decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Colton Haynes is the fourth lead on a CW TV show. Do he, does he need to have a press conference like to come out? Well, he kind of did because it came out in a three-page Entertainment Weekly spread. But, you know, like... Why do we have, you know, like, I want him to come out, yes, but everyone that's gay has a different coming out story and has to deal with different issues about it, and none of right. us can judge what another gay right. person is and going And to be through. honest, this isn't Colton's Haynes, Colton Haynes' coming out story. This is no. his coming out story to the world. Yes. Yeah. He had his own coming out story. Yeah, he's been gay for... I, out to his friends for right. years. And this guy that did the interview didn't make that distinction and I right. think that that was, that was a mistake. Yeah. That was pretty hurtful. Considering how he never said, how he said in the in the interview, I've never met him. Right. But I still have an opinion about him. And that is a problem. I think that, you know, yes, we need more out gay people in pop culture because that just go, shows everyone else like these are people who can still do their job despite their sexuality. At the same time, every single gay person in this world, celebrity or non-celebrity, 
comes out on their own time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they come out to their friends, they come out to their family, they come out to one person and no one else the rest of their lives. Some people are like, I know I'm gay, but I don't want to admit that, you know. And it's, there's so many different coming out stories. And especially, like, when you're a celebrity, like, you're in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you have to realize that these people are coming out not only to their friends and family. They're coming out to the world. Right. And once they come out, their whole careers are going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at Ellen Page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When was the last time she was cast in something since she came out? Mm-hmm. She's now, don't get me wrong, she's now doing her own web series thing that's so fantastic, spectacular. What's that called? It's, I don't remember what it's Uh called, but she like goes around the world and she like challenges the world's view on homosexuality. Oh, I heard about that. And it makes me cry every time I watch it because she like is asking these world leaders tough questions. And like, don't get me wrong, like she's doing her own thing. But at the same time, like she came out and all of a sudden like, you didn't see her face yeah. in movies anymore. Mm-hmm. And so people have to take that into account when they come out yeah. as a celebrity. Oh, it's called, uh, it looks like it's called Gaycation. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Awesome. It's, it's on amazing. YouTube. Oh my God, she's Canadian? Yes. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she must be really nice. Yeah, that's all I know. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I knew, I personally, like, my gaydar went off on Ellen Page back in Juno. Okay? Uh-huh. Like, I've had a crush on her since X-Men. Yeah. So, like, Ellen Page is always Your girlfriend been... has an Ellen Page element to her, I would think. She does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Um, but, like, like, she's always been, like, on my gaydar. Mm-hmm. And so when she came out... I was just like, three years ago, she did that sketch on SNL about going to a Melissa Etheridge concert and how, like, (laughs) she loved everybody there. So it's just like, I feel like she's been, like, hinting towards it, but, like, when she, like, officially came out, I saw, I noticed that, like, suddenly she wasn't in very many movies anymore. And I'm just like, is this because she came out? And that would suck. It's, yeah, that does affect their work and pay. There is yeah. a hidden mm-hmm. element in Hollywood of a lot of gay people behind the scenes who are afraid of casting people who yeah. are braver than them, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's true. And if we have all this angst about what Brian Singer may or may not be up to or, or you know, what happened to Corey Haim when he was younger, that's mm-hmm. another thing that's come out recently is apparently Corey Haim may have been a, you know abused by an older oh, wow. actor who wasn't out. Uh, it came out when he and Corey Feldman did the did Two Corys yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it started coming out, and it's there's a little. He never named the guy, but if you want to root out these kinds of problems in any kind of culture, it has to be exposed to the light. There has to be more people that need to live right. a brave, open life. Well, and plus, there's a lot of unimaginative producers and casting directors in Hollywood that cannot see a gay out gay actor playing a non-gay character i'd love to see a gay in fact maybe we should talk about that on the next podcast what we want to see in a gay um gaming hero or something yeah all right but for now (laughs) oh my goodness let's go on to what made us level up (laughs) i again will go first because this always happens to me when i come back from vacation my brother has little knickknacks for me (laughs) so my brother made me level up because he got me two little things which were really Uh great first of all he got me this little um, Alfred Hitchcock cute little thing. If you want to grab that, Ray. Oh, is that he that? He is cute. Yes. It's like so, a little people. Yes, he's like made with blocks. And I have to tell, I'm sure my brother will appreciate this story. So my brother, when he was in acting school, did um, a play that was called Rope. Mm-hmm. Now, it was originally a play, but then Hitchcock made it into a movie. 
and then made it in, and then they turned it into a play again. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of updated. Mm-hmm. Hitchcock's daughter Patricia came to this um, show, and my brother got to meet her afterwards. Oh, wow! And this was in like the late '90s, maybe early 2000s. And they were starting to make action figures of famous people or, you know, it's like that's when geek culture was starting to be more on the rise and they would Mm -hmm. make action figures of bizarre things. Mm -hmm. My brother had the balls to ask her, hey, did you ever think about, you know, making an action figure with your dad? And she was like, a doll of my father? (laughs) Oh, perish the thought or whatever. And the head of the, the dean of the department was like, waters, go away. <laughs> and my brother was so embarrassed about this for years because he thought he had done something wrong. Patricia Hitchcock died at some point, And then the rest of the family wisened up. And two years ago at, at Comic-Con, they finally were introducing a fucking doll. <laughs> like, poseable uh-huh. about Hitchcock. And now we get little dolls like this so the fans can oh, appreciate cute. it. And my brother feels yeah. completely vindicated. <laughs> Fuck you, Patricia. And then he also got me um, the Rawhide Kid, a, a picture of the oh, Rawhide Kid. No. I've been staring at this, this whole thing. Like, this is amazing. Yeah, so he was a Marvel character. Um, he was a time. Wasn't he a timely character? He may have been, but you know, there was a time between World War II and the '60s when superheroes were on the down, the down. not the down low. Yeah. They were on the. They weren't selling. Yeah. So in the '50s, they did a lot of uh, like Archie was big and um, romance comics and westerns for boys. And the same thing yeah, on TV. Yeah. There was a lot of romance. There was a lot of westerns. So he was created. Rawhide Kid was created as a um, western hero who they weren't doing anything with. And because of the way he's dressed, I mean, he's dressed in a very tight uh, leather outfit and, you know, shiny shoes and, you know, jaunty hat. They decided to turn him into a gay character who was so tough that he could be gay Mm -hmm. and nobody could still beat him in a gun battle. Mm -hmm. And I think I still have the original miniseries where he was turned into a gay hero. The the Max miniseries. He was so cute looking in that. Yeah. Yeah. So Howard Chaikin did not do that miniseries, but he did do a subsequent Uh mini. And so when my brother saw this picture, he called me from the convention. He's like, are you interested in that? I'm like, rawhide kid. Yes! <laughs> I'm gonna get a frame, yeah. yeah. I'm bad at that. I have another thing right. I have to frame. So my brother made me level up. He's Yay. always on the lookout for cool things for me, and that's awesome. Good, Good job, brother. Brother Jason. Adam? Well, longtime listeners of our podcast might remember last year I went to England to sing at Canterbury Cathedral with a choir that I am part of, and I'm leaving again, and uh, I'll be there in a week. To do another week residency at Canterbury Cathedral with the same group. I'm super excited about Mm it. Um, It'll be fun this year because now that I've been there, uh, you know, I'll kind of know my way around and feel like a little bit of a townie and um, catch my Pokemon in England. Yeah! (laughs) You're going to have to bring back some, so when we had the trade update. Yeah! Yes! Make sure you catch them all. You have to catch four of everything. Oh my god, I wonder if there's any in the cathedral. Oh, that'd be cool. Probably. Do they have it's any... probably a gym or a pokey stop. Yeah, to be in the crypt. Do they, do they, right. Do they have a holy Pokemon? Right. That's the oh. ghost one. Ghastly. Yeah. Or Haunter. Yeah. Or, or Sitch. The other one. Or Strange Vagina. <laughs> is that a... Haunted Vagina. Is that, right. That is, is that... a cloister. It is a water Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shell. Does that bother you? No, it doesn't. But I know exactly what you're talking about. 
talking about? I'll see like the little shadow characters and I'll be like, oh, that's a Machop or whatever. And they're like, oh, what? How do you know that? I'm like, because it looks like a Machop. Because I fucking got them all, okay? Don't you remember? Who's that Pokemon? And as to your trip, Adam, as to your trip, unlike last year when you did this, we've actually timed things a little better where you will be able to go. And then when you come back, we can do another podcast. So I'll come back and we'll be right into PrideCon. Right into PrideCon. So, Ray, what made you level up? Pokemon Go made me level up. We've talked about it the whole episode, but it's just like, I I work all the time, so it's very rare that I get to do something, like, not working. And so when this game came out, I downloaded it right away, and it was just, like, so exciting that I'm like, I could be at work and still play this game. <laughs> and it's just like... It, it, it makes you interact with people. My fiance's super into it, which is big because, like, when we're both into something, it's, like, super exciting. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, it makes me want to go to, like, all these places now. So I'm like, I can't catch this Pokemon here. We got to go over here now, you know? <laughs> so, like, after this, I'm going down to Laguna, and I'm just like, I'm going to catch all the water Pokemon, and it's going <laughs> to be great. And so, it. I mean, we've talked about this whole episode, so I'm not going to go into it more, but, like, I, it's, it's a game that I didn't realize I was waiting for until it came out. And I'm like, I've been waiting for this since I was 12 years old. (laughs) Steven, same thing. (laughs) Well, good. That's fine. We talked a lot about other things that this is where we have to shorten the show. Yeah. And also like, yeah, this might actually get me out and exercise a little. (laughs) We'll get a pedometer app. I don't need it. It's on my Pokemon game. It is. There's a pedometer on the Pokemon game? Yeah. It tells you how many kilometers you walk. Kilometers? Yeah. That's so European. Yeah, so Japanese. Well, Can you change it to miles? Uh, not yet. They might have it in a future update. Oh but... my god, all the apps are supposed to be American-centric. No? All right. No. Well, <laughs> I was from Japan. Oh god. <laughs> or should I say San Francisco? Right. Oh, fuck it. Still. Anyway, so you go get Pokemon Go, and you can play with us. And, and you go. Yeah, you go. And <laughs> Team Mystic. And cough, cough. Pokemon Go, girl. And can we share all of our peoples, all of our names on? Yeah, I don't know. if We can't actually like link to a friends list yet. Once we, once yet. we get there, we can share our names. Yeah, we I definitely feel like. We definitely will. Yeah. Okay, and until then, game, game on. on. Go. <laughs>